the people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza on the main drag. At first it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day 1989. Uh, not just sake as a beverage, but all the culture and history. Of... A warm welcome to this new episode of Sake on Air, your English language podcast dedicated to sake, shochu, and awamori, Japan's iconic alcoholic beverages. Sake on Air is brought to you with the support of the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association. I am Sébastien Lemoyne, one of the regular hosts, and our topic today is sake testing competitions. Last spring saw the 108th edition of the Denkoku Shinshu Kompyokai, the national new sake appraisal competition. Year after year, and this has been going on for more than a century now, Sake fans and professionals are awaiting its verdict. Every brewery is invited to send one sample per brewing license it holds. There were about 850 sake entries in the last couple of years. After two rounds of tasting by judges adopting a unique methodology, about half of the sake will receive a gold prize or a prize. 2020 was an exception though due to the impact of the sanitary context on the judging process. No gold prize was awarded. These sake samples are not necessarily market products, and indeed, many breweries are sending what they consider the best demonstration of their brewing skills. It is often the best fraction of a tank of Daiginjo on steroids, as John Gantner would say. As a matter of fact, the Shinshu Kompyokai was designed with a specific objective give a picture of the trends and the state of the art in brewing technology, encourage brewers to learn and improve their own processes. Overseas, the first broad based sake competition was held in the US in 2001. A few weeks ago, social networks were buzzing about the results of the IWC sake competition which has been held in the UK since 2007. IWC stands for International Wine Challenge. It should not be a surprise that these two competitions differ from each other in their mechanism and from the mother of all sake competitions as well. At Sake on Air, we wanted to understand more and share with you the genesis, the challenges, the knots and bolts of an international sake competition project. How can it find its own angle, its own place in the world of sake? Today, I am joined by Christopher Hughes and Justin Potts as we receive Xavier Thuisa from France. Xavier is a wine and wine service expert, the head sommelier at historic and prestigious Hotel de Crillon in the very centre of Paris. But he is a sake lover as well and the founder and president of Coramaster, a Paris-based sake competition that was held in 2017 for the first time. It has attracted a lot of attention since. We got what we wanted and more, and thank him for giving us a lot of insight about what Coramaster is and how it will evolve. But Xavier had a message to share about Nihonshu and its future more generally. Stay tuned. 
Good afternoon, gentlemen. So who am I? I mean, who have I around the table today? <laughs> I'm very happy to welcome two of our usual hosts, Lisa Kehoné. Uh, one is Justin. Good afternoon, Justin. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, on this lovely chilly Sunday in Japan. Yeah. The Sunday before Christmas. Christmas on the day it before, is. isn't it? It is, it is. This is, this is the holiday special. Excellent. <laughs> and then uh, we have Chris. Big Chris. Hello. Good afternoon. Yeah, uh, I echo Justin's sentiments about the temperature. <laughs> it's very cold here in Japan at the moment. And last but not least, our guest for the day, Xavier, Xavier Tuiza. Oh, hello, Xavier. How are you doing? Hello, Sebastian. Very nice. Thank you much. And I, uh, I'm really happy to speak to you uh, from Japan because uh, specifically uh, this year I'm here in December. Uh, because uh, restaurants in France uh, are closed due to the COVID, of course, and uh, we hope to uh, reopen uh, the middle of January. So that's why I'm here in Japan. Well, it's great. I mean, have end of year festivities with the family here, I suppose, is going to be uh, a special moment for everyone. We can say it's uh, the good side of the COVID. <laughs> to spend many times okay. with family, of course. So, Xavier, I mean, listeners of uh, Sake on Air who have uh, listened to the Sake Future Summit know a little bit about you because I had the, the pleasure to host a session with you and, and Marco about um, placing Sake at the top. Uh, however, for, for everyone, can, can we ask you to say maybe again a little bit more about yourself, who you are, and um, how you, you came to, to, to like sake. So first of all, uh, I was born in Burgundy, uh, in uh, Meursault, which is one of the best uh, places to uh, produce the greatest Chardonnay in Burgundy. So uh, of course, uh, quickly uh, with the winemakers uh, to learn the wine. And uh, by this way, I decided to, um, to start um, a school of uh, sommelier in south of France. Uh, I, I could be a winemaker, but uh, my grandfather uh, sell all uh, the family's vineyard just after the Second World War. So uh, we have nothing now, of course. Uh, and he sell it uh, for nothing, of course. After the war, it was like that. So. Uh, Fortunately or unfortunately, I'm not winemaker, but uh, I'm sommelier. And um, I started my, uh, my school in uh, Tain Hermitage. It's close to, uh, to Valence. We can say it's between uh, Lyon and, uh, and Marseille. And uh, it was a fantastic uh, school. And uh, immediately after the school, I, uh, I was sommelier to Bernard Loiseau. It's a three stars Michelin in Burgundy. During uh, two years after I uh, arrived in Paris, so in 2006, with uh, Le Meurice and Nick Eleno, uh, again a three star Michelin restaurant. I stayed uh, uh, five years uh, after with the great uh, Pierre Gagnère uh, in Paris, another three stars. So Pierre Gagnère, it's a chef a creative, we can say uh, probably a genius in uh, cuisine. He has a restaurant in Tokyo also. And I, uh, so I spent five years with him, included six months as a task force in Tokyo for the opening of uh, Pierre Gagnère in Tokyo, in Akasaka. So it was a good experience. And after my uh, first experience as a chef sommelier 
it was for the peninsula uh, Paris, so the first uh, opening of peninsula in Europe. And the mission was uh, clear, it was to create all the wine proposition and all the wine cellar. Um, so that's, uh, uh, that's the moment where I uh, start to work with sake. Uh, so it was a bit complex because the owner is Chinese and when I proposed to sell sake, Japanese sake, well, uh, <laughs> we, we know the relationship between uh, Chinese people and, uh, and uh, Japanese people, but my main problem was um, to make a, a link, a pairing between the Chinese cuisine and the wine. For example, uh, dim sum, uh, vinegar, uh, vinegar sauce, uh, the eggs, um, the, the bitterness, uh, vegetable. Uh, so uh, I start to discover sake uh, with uh, Mr. Kuroda, and he, it's uh, the, the first uh, person who import sake in France in 2000, in 1999. Sorry. And uh, I talk with him and I say, uh, I don't know really about sake, uh, so maybe can you introduce me this beverage? So uh, I came uh, to the, his uh, workshop and we worked together. And from this moment, it was a fantastic revelation for me uh, because I imagine immediately the possibility of sake, first of all, with my problems of Chinese cuisine in the peninsula, but in a second time, uh, to make a pairing with a French cuisine. So immediately, I buy sake uh, for the peninsula. And after one year, it was a great, great result because we sold uh, 2,500 glasses for, during a year. So uh, my boss was really happy because it's an, uh, like an upsetting, we can say. My sommeliers uh, sell uh, very well. And the main important thing, my guests, my customer was very surprising and they love that. So more and more, we continue to sell uh, Japanese sake in the peninsula. And after these good results, um, I said, uh, my colleagues, sommelier in the other hotel and other restaurants have to know that. And uh, that's why I created Kuramaster. Uh, and so it was in 2016. So just after the peninsula for three years, I start my uh, current uh, job as a chef sommelier at the Hotel de Crillon, the uh, iconic uh, French uh, palace. Uh, but very difficult. With the peninsula, we have an Asian influence. Uh, it was easy for me or easier to promote sake, Japanese sake, because the French people make a link with Asia. But with uh, Crillon, it's different. Crillon, it's a typical French uh, hotel, historic hotel. Marie-Antoinette lived in, the, in this hotel. So it was, it's different guests. And, uh, but uh, I promote that by a different way, but uh, we have still a good result here. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's not really a problem with the hotel, with the guests. It's just the, the way of promotion. A bit different. We have um, a, a shellfish bar in the hotel, so that's why it was a bit easier for me to promote in the, in the, the crayon. But yes, uh, uh, still good result, and 
my guests now know uh, my list of sake change every two weeks, so they want to come back to try something new. So that's why uh, I continue, of course. How, how big is your team at the Hotel de Crayon, typically, sommelier team? So um, there are approximately, uh, we are six person. Uh, I have six sommeliers, uh, one girl, and uh, between, uh, I can say, 22 years uh, to uh, 52 years. So it's a large panel, uh, but the main are uh, 25 years, 26 years. Uh, and they, they love that, uh, to promote sake, because uh, it's something new for us. And as you know, all the things new, you want to learn more. Uh, so, of course, uh, that's why they, they love that. Okay, you, you mentioned Kura Master a couple of, I think, a minute, a minute ago. That's, that's good. That's, that's the topic for the day. Uh, so please um, take us by the hand and, and tell us about how the project was born, uh, what you needed to put it together, um, and so on and so forth. It was just an idea, as I said, uh, Sébastien, to promote sake with my colleagues. Because, in my mind, the best way of promotion of Japanese sake in France, not necessarily in the rest of the world, but in France, is a restaurant. So, the sommelier. And uh, I start to, to imagine something uh, that the result is of the competition, Cora Master, uh, what is the best sake to pair with a French cuisine? It's not necessary the greatest sake, but which one is the best to make a good pairing with French cuisine? So, uh, with the sommelier, it was uh, easy to, to, to explain because uh, they taste like a wet wine, I can say, in the tasting, so with a wet wine glass, but the main uh, proportion of the results uh, I think so. It's a totality. It's a 100 points, and we have uh, 40 points um, on the capacity of pairing with the French cuisine. So it's a large part. Um, mm-hmm. So di- that's why Cora Master it's a bit different than the other competition because, for example, I take IWC, the famous one in London. They give medals, silver and gold, to the best sake. That's the quality of the sake, but no more. For us, it's a bit different. It's uh, balance between the quality of the sake and the capacity of pairing. Both make the notation and both make the medals. So that's why it's a bit different and that's why probably, I imagine, a Japanese brewer, brewery sorry, uh, like to, to be a part of this competition because maybe like that we can give a key for the French market and maybe for the Italian market, Spanish market, which is very close from the French markets, because this is a way of promotion of Japanese sake in the restaurant. That is a bit different. Um, and after, of course, now we start to, to continue to promote uh, the, the Japanese sake in a restaurant, but with another kind of judge, the wine shop now, uh, the cave, the cellar, we say so. All the owner of wine shop now start to be a part to be judged. But of course, my main difficulty to start was to um, to have some judge in capacity to judge Japanese sake. 
and at this moment it was a bit complex. So I talk about Mr. Utsunomiyo Sam, as you know, uh, from GSS, and uh, himself came in Japan to give a conference two weeks before the competition. So uh, the first year we was uh, 50 uh, judges, so all the 50 judges was here to learn with Utsunomiyo uh, Sensei. And it was uh, great, so we do that every year. Now the judges are start to taste sake very well, so it's okay for, for us. But to start, it was necessary to tell um, some help from GSS. Can I ask about the food pairing? Uh, when you say like uh, you were judging them to be paired, like you were picking the sake which would best pair with French cuisine. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like um, when you're trying to pair, how it does it differ from when how you're trying to pair wine, and how does it differ? What what is your kind of your methodology, if you like, with regards to pairing the sake with food? Yeah, immediately when we have the glass, so um, they uh, they taste and they taste uh, in the in the mind in the mind like a white wine. So when you put the nose and after in mouth. Immediately, you can switch with an idea of uh, pairing. Uh, oh, I made mean, that with a oyster, with a chicken, with veal. Uh, and it was a bit, uh, a bit, a big surprise for me. I can say a big surprise that it was easy for them to imagine pairing. So for me, uh, I, I was not sure of that, but uh, when I see a sommelier and I hear on the table, I heard, uh, oh, I imagine uh, this sake with that, with that, with that. So fantastic <coughs> for me. But at the opposite, I heard, I don't like this sake. It's impossible to pair because there is uh, too much sugar or something like that. What would you say is the, the key thing that sake has or that wine doesn't or that sake doesn't have that wine has that makes it such a kind of versatile it's interesting because first of all, I have uh, one sentence very uh, clear. Uh, it's when the wine can't do the pairing, sake do that. Because it's two beverages totally different. We don't have tannin in sake. Uh, the acidity is low, but we have a sensation of sugar uh, high. We have also um, a tactile sensation in palate very different. And... Um, Sake don't make a pairing like a wine because the wine give something to the to the dish, like a structure and tannin, different kind of uh, texture in mouth with the tannin but with acidity of the white. Sake just go behind the meal, the meal and exhaust, comme on pourrait dire Sébastien, exhausteur de goût. Enhance enhance the flavor, the flavor. Merci, merci. Um, so. It depends because the style of daiginjo enhances the flavors, but like Junmai, for example, uh, it's a bit like a burgundy white. I don't like to compare with the vineyard, but uh, to promote sake to the sommelier, I have to speak uh, differently. For example, the rice I I call uh, grape variety, cépage, you know, cépage. The terroir, the soil, this is the river because uh, it's a part of the soil, of the soul of the sake. And for the pairing, this is the same thing. And uh, 
more we have umami, more we can go with the white uh, meat or uh, with the sauce more important, more deep, uh, like a bisque or something like that. It's interesting. I just my final uh, thing, and I'll let someone else speak. But um, it's interesting uh, that you mention a junmai being like a white, uh, because I often think of junmai as being more red. Yeah, it depends because in Burgundy we say uh, this is the deepest white wine. And why I say I said white because uh, Japanese sake don't have tannin, and that's why I compare the white wine. And I can't compare Japanese sake with um, red because of the tannin and because of the sensation of tannin in mouth and in your uh, uh, sur la langue, pardon. Uh, the tongue. tongue. The, palate. the palate, yeah, the mouthfeel. No, but that makes sense. That, that makes complete sense. Question for you then. When you said, so you say, okay, so we're going to do Kuro Master and we're going to amass this group of sommeliers. Uh, is there already a strong network that you had in place? Uh, I'm curious as to what that process was like. How do you how do you gather 50 people and say we need you to judge sake? Where do where do those people come from? And sort of what was their response like? Uh, first of all, uh, I imagine uh, which people can taste sake first of all, and uh, which kind of people are interested to taste sake uh, for the big impact. Of Kuramaster the first year, I decided to, to to call my colleagues from only the great restaurants, the most famous hotel and the most famous restaurants, for the communication, and because they are great sommelier also, they are top sommelier. So I, I imagine it's a good way of promotion for that because the key of promotion of the competition in Japan, this is uh, my judge. Uh, and I have uh, three best sommeliers of France, one best sommelier of uh, Europe, uh, one best sommelier of the world. So this is important um, to, to choose the right person. And this kind of sommelier uh, tastes very well uh, Japanese sake, so no problem. But my main difficulty was uh, uh, to, to plan and to, to make a communication with a brewery, with a courant, with the first year. Because it, nobody knows uh, uh, master, of course. So I decided to ask some help to GSS. So I went in uh, Tokyo to meet uh, the president and the director. And I explained uh, what I want to do to, to create a competition. Uh, so um, they just do a mail. Uh, to say if you want to uh, to uh, subscribe, you can with this link. So GSS sent this email to all the breweries in Japan. So it was very uh, uh, great help for us, of course. And after we organized by boat uh, to 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 so the transports between Japan and France by boat. It's a long long story, uh, but uh, it was a great great. Uh, uh, experience and the first year we have uh, I think we had uh, uh, 300 and half 350 uh, different sake uh, and the, the winner it was a big surprise from uh, Oita Ken it was a Chibijin uh, in a Junmai so the Senmai Buai is 70 percent so not, not, not polished so much and it was it was the first main surprise in, in the, the Japanese sake, 
the big winner was a June Mai at 70% and not a Daiginjo like everybody imagined. Because, and that's why Kuramasa is different, because we see Junmai style, so 70%, not so Polish, is very good to make a pairing with the French cuisine because our cuisine is rich in France. Many cream, many butter. So I, I think this result opens the mind to the producer to say, but my Junmai can make a job with the French cuisine and with other cuisine, Spanish, uh, Italian. So I think that's why now we have 900 uh, sake in the competition between because sorry, uh, the producer like this idea, this different idea. Yeah. In a way, that's a very that was a very ideal result that first year. You know, something that was really something all its own. That it was really, you know, it was onto something. If it had been not that those other sakes aren't great, but if it had been the sake that everybody expected it would be, it would have it would, it would have been you know, maybe another competition, but having, yeah, having that as that first, that first victor, uh, that was very ideal in a lot of ways. And it sets your competition apart from the competitions in Japan, which is really key because the competitions here in Japan don't judge sake based on whether it pairs with food. And that's something which is really lacking uh, in the industry here in Japan. And breweries have started to really be quite, become quite vocal about that. I, I, I be a part of a competition of sake in Japan, in Tokyo. It was in 2015, 15, sorry, I think. And a big surprise for me was to see uh, they start at the top of the quotation, so 100, and they looking for how we can go down. And for us, this is the opposite because we want to we are focused to looking for the quality and the pairing so of course they start from the top we start from zero and the result can't be the same and it was important for me uh, to be different than the competition in japan and and different than the iwc it's not a competition between us because it's a great great competition very famous more famous than Master. But uh, I, I would like to imagine Kuramaster have to be something different. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that 40% of the judging accounts takes into account that pairing quality. So that's one element that makes it very unique from the other competitions that were already uh, taking place. Were there other elements from wine competitions that you felt you really wanted to integrate into Kuda Master that you felt like would really improve the quality of the competition? Or were there any other sorts of standards that you were looking to establish? You know, Justin, when I take an, I keep an eye, of course, on IWC on the competition of uh, in Japan, and uh, every time the ne- nobody speak about the capacity, the capacity of a Japanese sake with a table with a meal. Uh, and for me, uh, not not maybe because I'm French, huh? not necessary, <laughs> because I think it's so important to promote Japanese sake with the food, and um, and for me this one, it was the start of the competition. We we speak about the meal, the restaurant, the situation of restaurant, uh, because when I talk with a judge of uh, IWC, uh, nobody speak about that, and they said to me. In off, uh, we are not here for that. We are here for judge the sake. 
the balance of the psyche, the, the very technical process of judging. Why not? Uh, we have we have this uh, part also, but uh, for me, it's just 50% of the job. To complete the tasting, you have to say in a glass of wine, of white wine, a big or a small, in a choco, hot, cold, uh, which kind of food, so there is many things around, it's just a technical uh, aspect. So that's why uh, we, we promote that. Yeah. Oh, Can you share with us how practically this, this happens? I mean, you have, say, 90 judges, 800 sake. Do the 90 judges taste the 800 sake? What is the order for tasting? Um, what temperature? What, what vessel? Alors, so the number of judges this year, it was uh, 65 judges for uh, close to 900 uh, sake. So we, we, we separate a table of four people. Uh, so it's uh, something like a 20 or four, four, 14 table, 14 table of four people. And uh, um, we, we, we taste uh, sake. Uh, so of course it's a blind tasting. I don't know if you see on the, the website of Kuramaster, we have some picture and yes, yes. it's blind tasting absolutely. So we don't know what we taste. I just know we start, so we have uh, four series of uh, 12, uh, uh, 15 uh, sake, uh, different, huh? so uh, just one per table. And we start with the Dai Ginjo, after the Ginjo, after the Junman. And this is uh, how we, we, we start. So most delicate in the first and the most heavier in, in the last one. Uh, so this is the first round. After this first run, during uh, four hours, we have, so we tested everything, we keep the, the 60 best, uh, the, the 60 best. So we have a, a long work with Excel. So, so we have, uh, you have to see that, uh, we have uh, 12 computers, we put the, the, the note, uh, and it's fantastic. So after this, we make a selection of the 60 best for the final. Approximately uh, 12 sake per category. And after we have the judge price and the president price. So it's my choice between all the 60. Um, but uh, in France, because the law is very specific with the contest of uh, alcoholic beverage, that we have to, to put 30% uh, of medals. So in the totality, minimum 30% have to, uh, to, to have a medal. So we have a gold medal, platinum medal, and uh, five sake with a judge price and one sake with a president price. It's uh, something important to know. And, and, and sorry, I didn't, so every judge tastes the few hundred sake on, on the day. Every judge tastes uh, 60 sake. Ah, 60 sake. So we have 14 tables with four judge by tables, uh, by tables, sorry. So uh, they taste uh, something different, everything. So okay. 60 sake per table. For me, uh, for me, this is the maximum of the capacity to for the palate. After that, you don't taste sake so well. I make the experience. One day uh, I tested uh, 100 sake for um, for a magazine. And it's just impossible. I'm okay 
until 60, but the 40 last. Honestly, uh, it's difficult to 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 propose a, a great uh, a great testing because you make repetition, uh, you make confusion be between all the styles. Not not just that, but uh, something we have a recurrent comment at the end because when we taste uh, only daiginjo, you you smell only white flowers uh, uh, everywhere. So <laughs> so it's not possible. Uh, so to have a great uh, tasting, it's 60 no more. After that, is there a part of the process where, say, after you've tasted those first 60, do people go back and, say, cross-check other tastings? So, like, tastings from other tables or things that were selected? Is that part of the process at all? So we don't taste the other tables. After this uh, first part, so uh, when we tasted everything, uh, it's a lunch break. During so one hour during this lunch break, uh, um, we, we 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 separate the sixty best still in blind testing. So we don't know who is uh, the, the sake, is uh, the socks, you know the, and uh, uh, all the other one, uh, you we can taste. So after for the sixty last, we take just a part of the judge, only the head of table, one per table. So you have 14 sommeliers to go in final to take the 60 sake. Uh, and all the rest, it's um, at a disposition, we can say. Uh, they, they can taste, uh, all the rest of the judge can taste. And the final uh, takes, um, maybe it's fast because we have only uh, 12 sake to taste because we separate the judge by category. So it takes uh, 40 minutes. And after these 40 minutes, we have a masterclass. Uh, it depends the year. Last year, it was um, Richard Geoffroy from IWA, uh, who come uh, to present IWA uh, to us. So we have a masterclass to learn something uh, with all the, the judges. So it's a, it's a good uh, afternoon. I want to take you back to uh, the history of Cora um, Master. You have uh, a few uh, partners in crime, and I'm thinking of, of Kay uh, in particular, Kei Miyagawa, uh, who's been in France for many, many years as a sommelier, as an advisor, as a sake importer. What, what's been his, his role? Can you tell us about who's been involved in the project and how? For me, it was very important to be clear with the producer. Uh, of course, Kemiagawa is famous in uh, France because one of the first to import sake. Um, but uh, uh, all the person who import sake be a part of Kuramaster. They are all sponsor. Like that, it's a total equality and no problem with that. But I needed a Japanese person to help me to explain in Japan and for the logistic because for me it was just impossible to uh, call to have a boat uh, and just to have an, a, a point um, to, to, to meet all the sake from Japan it's, it's a long long way so um, uh, I decided to create a team in Japan so you have uh, you can see in um, Instagram Kuramaster FR for France and Kuramaster GP for Japan this is a a communication agency for Japan, for Core Master in Japan. Uh, so uh, we, because it's uh, very important to, to, to make a relation between uh, 
the brewery, uh, the boat, the transport. It's a long, long work. And uh, by myself only, it's impossible. So K helped me. K, but many other ones. Uh, for example, Kyoko uh, helped me. Uh, um, L'atelier du sake, so many person help me uh, for that. So I don't want only one importer because um, it's a bit uh, complex. I prefer have all the person who import sake in France be a part of Coromatel like that. No problem, and it's total equality. But yeah, okay. Uh, Does that include the, the large importers of Japanese or let's say Asian food, such as? Uh, Um, JFC and, and, and others. They'd be proud. They'd be proud. Yeah, of course. How how much importance do you put on uh, sake that are entered into the competition actually being available to buy in France at the time? It's a good question, Chris. Um, uh, so all the sake who be a part of the competition, I say maybe only 30% are available in France. So 70, uh, yeah, 70% are not available in France. So maybe if they have a medal, after it's not my uh, job, but it's an important job, mm. I just propose a palmarès, the result with medals, and after the person who imports can call the brewery to probably make business. And this is the other part of Cormaster. It's to uh, propose to the brewery to have a medals, and potentially after find an importer um, but we have seven eight importers many importers of sake in france after they, they decide because it's not uh, my part after uh, they decide and uh, yeah only mm. 30% are available approximately per year in france uh, have have you had any major success stories um of the last Crow Master of breweries that as a result of getting a, a medal have now become big, big sellers in France and importers have picked them up? Uh, it's a strange, but you know, guys, this brewery, she's very famous in uh, Japan. It's Katsuyama. Katsuyama oh, yeah. in Sendai was, um, was not really uh, famous in France. We can say was not famous in France. And they win two times. And uh, I have to say it was a great, great uh, uh, setting uh, after that. And the other one is uh, Shichida. Shichida uh, make uh, a fantastic result the first year. He wins the competition, first place. And he puts uh, four sake in the 10 first position. Wow. So everybody uh -huh. say, who is this brewers? <laughs> And uh, Shichida, it was zero in France. No bottles. Nobody Shichida in, in Saga Prefecture. In Saga, right? absolutely. Yeah. Tenzan, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Great. And nobody knows this producer. Nobody imports this producer. But quickly, he finds uh, an importer and he sells a, a bit. And now he's very famous. Oh, that's great. Uh, question for you. on So that for the... Kura, for the breweries that want to enter the competition, uh, to the degree that you're able to speak about it, what are the hurdles for entering to the competition? What is required of the brewery uh, in order to make an entry? Are there restrictions? Can they only make so many submissions? Is there a financial cost? Do they have to apply? What does that process look like from a brewery and, standpoint? And do they have to be Japanese? 
Yeah, yeah. So it's a very good question because we 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 probed the registration from January uh, 10 to the end of February. So it's a little uh, window of uh, to, to, to for the registration. First of all, it's unlimited in number of bottles. They can uh, propose uh, 12 QV if they have 12 QV. One, two. It's not. Uh, uh, it's not a question. So they, they they decided. After that, we have different uh, categories. Uh, the the categories uh, depend, of course, of the year because we maybe you know we we change a bit every year the categories. Um, but we have the main uh, competition. Uh, the main category is June Mai Shu. Uh, after we have we separate uh, Junmai, Daiginjo, Ginjo, and Junmai. So we have only one category for the Ginjo Daiginjo, and only one for the Junmai. But no Onjozo for the month. But only uh, Junmai Shu. Uh, we propose again the the sparkling sake, so Awazake or just uh, soft uh, sparkling sake. Um, uh, we propose also, um, so before we had uh, the Nigori, but after the first year, I see with the sommelier, it was not a good idea because of France, and I can say that now, France is not ready now to have a, a Nigori. They don't understand. So we have, uh, we, 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 instead of the Nigori, we put sparkling sake. Sparkling sake, only minimum 10 degrees of alcohol. So uh, maybe you know uh, the sake like uh, Mio, very famous, in the little blue bottle. Uh, we don't propose this kind of sake uh, because it's a low alcohol. We propose 10 degrees minimum. Uh, we know to have 10 degrees minimum, it's only by a second fermentation in bottle or by a method Sharma, so second fermentation in tank. I prefer this way of uh, production uh, instead of just you put gas in your sake. So that's why we, we propose only uh, 10 degrees minimum for the spark. Yeah, that makes sense because it requires a lot more skill and experience. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. I think so. And after the category by rice. Uh, last year it was Yamada Nishiki, Omachi, and Dewa Sensen because uh, it's a good picture. Of course, it's uh, the best way to propose a good picture of Yamada and a good picture of Omachi. Uh, if you want to learn what is an Omachi, what is a Yamada Nishiki? For example, uh, this year for the table of judge who had Omachi and Yamada Nishiki. After the competition, they said to me, oh, now I understand what is a Yamada and what is an Omachi. So um, for me, it's uh, very important because it's the first victory, I can say, with that. And after, for the producer, it's interesting uh, to see the level of the sake in the rice, by the rice. What about aging as well? Do Are breweries allowed to age their sake for the competition? And do you... So, I, uh, I think it's a very good question, Chris, because uh, it was for it was for us uh, a complex thing because uh, 
Judge don't understand. I don't understand why I have Junmai clear, bright, with silver uh, reflection, and just after I have a brown color or yellow color. So of course it was a bit a confusion. That's why I will create it, but it's not official now. But from 2022, so not next year, but the other one, a Koshu uh, competition, and it was a. A great competition because we don't only test Koshu for the first round, yes, we test Koshu like the, the other one, but for the final, it will be a testing of the 20 best with the cheese. So we bring a plate of cheese to the to the judge and we say now you choose the best with the cheese. So it's totally different, but I think it will be uh, great. I, I had the picture in my mind because I, I already asked to the champion of the world of uh, cheese, a French of course, <laughs> to be here uh, in two years. So uh, yes, we have many surprises to propose uh, in the next years. Okay, just to, to clarify, so what you, you what you are saying is that up to now the prix du président, so the president's prize, is just sake one sake against each other. But in two years, you're going to change that for the president's prize and introduce some pairing, some pairing. Dimension. I don't touch the president's prize. Okay. Uh, I just add a category. Uh, the president's prize, it's uh, the, uh, my choice in reality between the, the, all the 60 sake in final. So I test, I retest uh, the 60, uh, but um, it's very fast. It's uh, I like, I don't like, I like, I don't like. And um, I choose one, but uh, no, no, we don't touch the present price. We just had a new category, which is a koshu. Okay, and in two, in twenty twenty one, the categories will be the same as last, as this year. So this year, yeah, yeah, we we, we don't touch. Uh, we um, we have so the ginjo dai ginjo together in junmai junmai ginjo junmai dai ginjo. The other one, junmai, the sparkling. And we just uh, do uh, Yamada, Nishiki, and Omachi, not the Wasan-san. We just keep the two main in preparation of 2022. We had, uh, we had the, the, the Kushu. Because after we have too much categories, so I think it's not necessary to have so much categories. Can do non-Japanese can non-Japanese breweries send sake as well? For the moment, uh, no. To be honest with you, um, but uh, uh, it, it's a current, uh, it's a current uh, reflection we have. Um, probably next year we start to open, but um, I'm afraid, to be honest with you, uh, of the results. If they win. Uh, all the great price. I, I'm not sure of the reaction of the Japanese brewery. So um, I know it's a very good idea and I, I would like to try. But yeah, yeah, probably. I think we will do that uh, next year, but it's not sure now. So, but until now, uh, no, only Japan. No, so the, the, the world isn't ready for that for that shock yet. Should it come about, it still needs a little. <laughs> well, it, it happened in whiskey. It happened in whiskey a few years ago. It happened ago. in whiskey, it happened in wine, it happened in... But it's, a, it's a good question. What do you think, guys? 
Is it a good idea for you or not necessary? I'm I'm all for it. I mean, I mean, the way I look at it is everybody who's making sake is, you know, they're out, you know, they're they're putting every everything they can behind it, you know, to make, you know, to make something that they're proud of. And yeah, the, the growth of sake is there. The market is going to be very much dependent upon the individuals that are, you know, establishing those things, you know, on the ground in those different places too. So I'm, I'm personally all for it. Um, but I am favorable too for it. As, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would support it as well. A, a question I would have is, do you want to bring them um, head to head with Japanese sake, or do you want to create a special category, uh, which would be um, overseas, uh, overseas sake, and just have the best of the overseas sake competing against uh, the best of uh, the Japanese categories. Yeah, I can, I can tell you from speaking with non-Japanese brewers that uh, they're not very excited about necessarily being put into a foreigner category. You know, they, you know, they, they'd like to be, you know, seen on, you know, taken on, not, not, Oh, here's the other one, but, you know, they're taken seriously. They want to be on the same plane as, um, as, as the rest of the world's producers, which is Japan. And for the logistic to create a category, it's minimum 80 bottles. So, um, I don't know if I, ha- I try to have 80 bottles of non-Japanese to keep natural. That's yeah, true. We're not quite there yet. Are we? I'm, I'm really for it as well, but like I echo the sentiments of uh, Justin and Sebastian. And I think, um i understand why why uh brewers outside japan don't want to be like put into a special category a separate category and but at the end of the day nihonshu is a gi and i think you have to be careful there and i think that's just a case that you have to accept you have to understand that in the wine world you can't compete in a chardonnay category if you're not that's probably a bad example but you can't compete in a champagne category if you're not you know you're not you're not champagne so i yeah but wouldn't it be fun? Maybe not like serious, but like just for fun to have like a fun category where where brewers <laughs> from Japan can compete with brewers abroad. You know, why does it have to be so serious? And so, you know, have fun about it, you know, because I think honestly, I think the brewers in Japan would be really up for that. Depends on who you talk to. <laughs> Depends on who you talk to. <laughs> Depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. Quite <laughs> to remember, Nihon uh, it's a GI. So... Or maybe I can just organize a big masterclass I just do every year, but this next right, year it will right. be a masterclass of the of the external producer. Yeah, it's not it's not a rivalry, it's that they both have something to learn from each other. Even if they don't a lot of them don't accept that yet. Um it's still the majority probably don't accept that yet in Japan, although they're not vocal about that. But you know, deep down they probably don't accept that. But I think there's a lot that they could learn from each other. And if you look at the wine world and how the old world actually ended up learning from the new world, not the other way around, I think I think the same thing could happen with sake. But probably what I can do is to talk to the brewery in Kampailandan, uh, in Norway, uh, in US, in Thailand, but why not prepare a masterclass? So we're in discussion, so uh, the, the answer will be in a few... Uh, in a few days now. Right. Oh, you want to share something with us about, uh, I mean, other things about the future of Corona Star? I mean, introducing new categories, okay, but um, what's, what's the, 
we are in a reflection uh, to say if uh, this competition has to stay in France with French sommelier or if you have to keep the same way of uh, judging, so 40% for the pairing, but do one in the uh, US, uh, in Italy, in Spain, uh, with the title of Cougar Master. It's, uh, we are in a reflection for that. It's difficult because, as you know, uh, uh, the Japanese people uh, love the French people for the relationship between cuisine, gastronomy. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. We, we are uh, on a reflection of that. We have to find the, the good judge for that. But uh, don't lose the uh, DNA of pairing. This is, I think, the most important. So we are focused now on uh, France, of course. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe yes. <laughs> I, I'm curious when you say keep the DNA, keep the pairing dimension. Would it be pairing with French gastronomy, but judged in Spain or in the US? Or would it be pairing with the local gastronomy? Um, the sense of place, so of course the local gastronomy. Uh, you're right, Sebastian, you're right. <laughs> the exercise of uh, pairing, but uh, in their country. Because it's clear for the producer also. A producer of uh, Japanese sake sends a bottle and he have a result. Because uh, important to know, sorry, I don't uh, mention that. We write all the comments. That's why we drink, well, we taste only 60 sake because we write everything. We write why we love, we write why we don't like. And when we write why we don't like, uh, it's benefic for the brewery, I think. Uh, because why I don't have medals in all the com competition of, of the world, they don't know why they don't have medals. With us, they know why. They don't have medals. So I'm curious that how has the response from the breweries, the participating breweries, how has that has that changed at all over the few years that you've been doing this? What is what has their response been like in that in their support? Has that changed at all, or your relationship with them, or how you work with them? The, yeah, because we uh, we keep contact by mail with all the brewery. Uh, we have a approximately so 900 sake so in terms of brewery it's uh, close to uh, close to 400 it's a uh, 370 I think, something like that so we keep contact with uh, them and uh, they ask so um, during the registra res registration sorry they can uh, put the option to to pay to have a comment uh, I can say 80% of them pay for that. It's just, uh, I think it's just uh, 50 euro, but it uh, it's important for us because with this uh, with this money we can uh, pay the transport for the judge and the hotel of the judge. It's important to know, and we pay for the room, we pay for the the storage. Uh, in totality, it's a it's a big uh, big uh, charge, of course. So some uh, prefecture help us, GSS help us a bit, uh, and uh, with this uh, fees of uh, comment, we can uh, we can have a great competition. 
we, we have to pay for the movie. We have uh, different movies uh, during the year, during the competition, during the results. We have movies uh, during the the learning travel we organize every year with the family in January and this year. But uh, so we can find that uh, in couramaster.com uh, because we, with this. Um, Promotion with a great movie, great, uh, you can say in French, mise en scène. You know, uh, how I can do that? It's a specific presentation. Hey, yeah, yeah, of the bottles. So we have the music, it's very, uh, uh, we have an ambience uh, li like a theater, you know. Uh, so it's important for the producer to see, wow, we have a great music for the result, we have uh, many uh, technical. Uh, um, Programmation and everything. So yeah, it's a part of the show, of course. Gentlemen, do you have more questions about uh, Kula Master? I mean, Justin, you had a long list of, of questions. But I think many of them have been addressed. But... The best way, yeah, it's to uh, to have a look on the website, um, and like that, you understand uh, all we do. So just to 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 repeat, but it's an association. Uh, so uh, all the people who work in this association, it's like a, a benevolent work. So just uh, to the love of sake. Non-profit. Yeah, non-profit association. Sorry, yeah, Sebastian. Thank you. Uh, so it's very important to know. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a good uh, uh, support, a good uh, thing. And I invite you, if you can, to. Uh, Came in Japan, in France, so in Paris, uh, for the next uh, competition in June 14. It's on Monday, June 14, 21 will be the next uh, D Day for Kuramasa. In my diary now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's not uh, like that, it's uh, serious. It will be so, so interesting if you can uh, see uh, in reality uh, this competition. And if you want, be open. That would be fantastic. I would love. To, I would love to. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather be there than the Olympics in Japan. Well, that's controversial, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's right. And I'm sorry, it's in France Olympics in uh, twenty uh, twenty four. That's France, true. In Paris. Oh, is it really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, congratulations. We prepare it. <laughs> that's very. That's fantastic. And then, yeah. I think we covered a lot of ground today, and <laughs> and. Um, Definitely, we have an answer to many of our Perfect. questions about, about Kura Master and, and putting an international sake competition together and, and why it's, it's different from others. And, and I want to thank you again very much. And I feel very happy that you are in Japan with a little bit of free time ahead of you because you're so difficult to catch, Xavier. <laughs> So difficult to catch when you're when you're at the at the hotel. So thanks a lot for for making that time. Merci for Thank you very much. Goodbye. Yeah. And Justin, Chris, um, again, uh, thanks for this uh, interview with you today. No. And, uh, no. That was fantastic. That was that was it was all I was hoping for and more. So Xavier, thank you. That was that was excellent. Yeah. Well, we'll have to we'll have to have you back as we kind of focused a bit on Kuda Master today. We'll have to have you back again down the road 
to dig deeper into some of these other topics. <laughs> you know, you know what? You know what? Maybe yeah. Yeah. we can imagine an uh, a studio of Sakyaner mm. live during Kuramaster. What do you We're think? Our- we're already on the same page. The oh, second yes. you told the second you told me that date, I there's yeah. this little spark. There's, oh yes. So you know, we can maybe imagine. We, we have uh, six months to uh, to imagine that, but um, yeah. I imagine something like that. A live uh, that would be from Paris. In Sakyarner is in live uh, in live uh, from Paris. Why not? Yeah. Beautiful. Done. Be so cool. <laughs> Done. Can you bring that cheese category forward uh, one one or two years? <laughs> well, we can have it for ourselves with the judges on the side. <laughs> and Xavier, I wanted to congratulate you because one thing we didn't talk about, but you was it this year? Uh, you were a crowned uh, or you were uh, anointed as a uh, sake samurai. That that was together with your partner in crime, uh, Mr. Miyagawa, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, 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 yeah. Mrs. Uh, Rie uh, Yoshitake. Yes, I know her very well. Yeah, in the UK. Yeah. Talk with uh, with us because uh, Kuramaster now is a, a, a bit famous, so she she loves this idea uh, to promote uh, both. Uh, yeah. So it's a good uh, good news. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. No one deserves uh, uh, that. Uh, well, yeah. A few good well, things yeah. did come out of 2020. Yeah. 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 Well said. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, we have uh, good news in this year, yeah. but uh, now I'm uh, on a second uh, big, uh, big thing. It's with uh, with Mr. Monji. Uh, oh, oh yes, Mr. Mon- oh, Monji-san. Yeah, he took he one of my students at WSCT. Nice. We uh, we we are looking for to work for um, to put uh, Japanese sake in uh, UNESCO. Right. So right. Um, yeah. give me a little mission uh, for for France. So uh, it's it's cool. So uh, if uh, mm. so, I think it will be in ten years. And uh, you know, UNESCO it's a long, long, long process. Mm. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Not not before. Maybe uh, seven years, but uh, not before. Uh, fantastic. Very good. Very and we, good. we keep yeah. in touch. Yeah. We keep in touch. Absolutely. Uh, maybe if to imagine something in live uh, in Paris uh, for a second air, why not, Sebastian? What do you think? But, uh, we, we, we have done we have done some some lives. I mean, not only the Sake Summit, but we've often done some lives at Sake events to try to bring a bit of the action to our listeners. So, um, I mean, Justine is uh, clearly the, 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 the mind behind the putting this together, but uh, with, with Frank, of course, on the technical well, we, side. We can, yeah. record, we can be recording, but in the live condition, you know, yeah. Yeah. with the noise, like in the radio, in the fair. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm on it. Yeah. I'm on it. I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, much. Absolutely. Perfect. Merci beaucoup. Thank, Thank you. you. Merci. Merci. Guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. And that will do it for one more episode here at Sake On Air. We just want to thank you for sticking with us, not just for this episode, but for the entire year. 2020 brought a lot of challenges, and we just want to thank you for sticking with us. Sake and shochu aren't necessarily always the most important things, but the fact that you all chose to stick with the stories and engage in the dialogue just really means a lot to all of us here at the show. So thank you, and we can't wait to continue to share the stories and the energy that's driving arguably some of the world's most exciting and ambitious producers. We'll be back with more Sake on Air in just a couple of weeks to ring in the new year. This has been 
your last episode of Sake on Air for 2020, brought to you by the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association and broadcast from the Japan Sake and Shochu Information Center. The show is a co-production between Export Japan and Potsuke Productions. Have a very happy, healthy, and safe new year. Kanpai!